Hi, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope everybody is safe, sound and healthy. And yeah, after a break, I'm once again doing two episodes in a row. It's just, you know, the thing is that all these thoughts that have been bombarding my brain lead to one way or the other all the same thoughts that I've already talked about. So it's this endless loop. Uh, for example, we've already talked about the weird things people say and do, you know, the the lack of social etiquette and mannerisms. But here's some more funny things that came to my mind about people, as in some of the more funny things that they do. And yeah, as usual, the minute I start my podcast, that's when people remember to start banging things around. Amazing. Okay. Like, see, this is one of it. The lack of etiquette is when you have people who make so much noise, always at the wrong moment. I really wonder if it's just because they're so selfish and self-centered, you know, couldn't care less, inconsiderate. That's one of the biggest flaws in our society. It's one of the biggest flaws with our people. Inconsideration has expanded to such an extent that people are always thinking uh, of themselves as the victim that they forget that they're actually the perpetrators in most cases you know and they always seem to want to add insult to injury they wrong you and then they insult you and then they make things worse they lie to your face they put the blame on you they pretend as if you were blaming them they never take responsibility I've, I've sort of touched on these issues so many times in so many different ways but they never cease to amaze me you know as I said, people are extremely boring in their predictability. One of the other weird things that I've noticed is the generation, the new generation, which is actually born into technology and social media. Well, one might argue we were born into technology, but I'm talking mainly about IT, you know, as in information technology and social media. And it's weird that the fact that even though they're born with this, with this uh, technology, they seem to still have no clue about social media etiquette. I mean, for example, you know, the etiquette that uh, dictates us in everyday uh, human to human interaction, uh, I, I feel the same etiquette dictates us when it comes to social media because after all hello it's called social media social so social etiquette social mannerisms it doesn't matter if it's physical or if it's virtual it applies all the same so one of the etiquette is that if somebody has written something uh, on their own wall as it is it is I would I would really uh, term it as it is equals to somebody physically writing on one's own wall which means that your neighbors and the neighbors dogs cannot say or do anything it's your wall right and their opinions don't matter the same thing kind of applies in my mind to social media so when you post something it's your post it's your wall it's your property so anybody who is actually trying to 
um, disturb your narrative by forcing theirs onto yours and negating yours I think it's uh, it's um, it's kind of rude it's 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 the same thing as somebody coming and saying oh why did you paint your wall pink and they bring a white paint can and start painting it white it's your house it's your wall who the heck are they to say anything who the frack are they to say anything or do anything they in fact they can actually be put to jail just for you know initiating contact with your wall by trying to paint it a different color so the same kind of applies i think on, on the virtual wall as in their opinions don't matter your opinion is not something that you're forcing onto others but why because your opinion is written by you on your own wall so i think social etiquette demands that the other person should, can just silently disagree for example i see so many statuses you know so many statuses on whatsapp and facebook and all and i don't find it necessary to always reply to all of them in fact 99% uh, of the time i don't okay so i've seen it if i like it i'll like it and if i don't i'm going to keep my opinion to myself why because i agree to disagree silently that's social etiquette um similarly another thing i don't get with with kids uh, today them being born with social media and all is their lack of uh, savoir faire you can say you know concerning social media and the internet i mean uh, one would think that they would be more savvy and more conscious than even our generation uh, regarding their privacy you know but uh, they don't seem to recognize privacy as important enough and then that's why they suffer uh, we all suffer actually even those of us who try to maintain some some form of privacy within our online activities we still end up you know suffering because somebody would suddenly hijack our uh, account or you know they they would just to manage to you know because nothing is safe on facebook especially facebook is notorious for the fact that there is no safety no security no privacy so your pictures whatever you post up there even if you post it for only me which is you know customized to the extent that only you can see it that does not stop facebook from letting anybody or facebook itself access those pictures and in turn to let them be used anywhere uh in the internet world i would say in the internet world in the virtual world so anything and everything that you put out there it stays out there no matter how well you would later on try to remove it it's like having a tattoo on your body you know you have a tattoo you want to remove the tattoo you remove the tattoo but it's still there i mean you you see the remnants of it you see the greenish bluish weird outline marked your your skin is never going to be the same so the i think it that, that applies here so i think that that's a lack of social etiquette that uh, the generation has Uh, and their usage of social media is uh, to be very honest it's free uh, it doesn't make sense to me 
I would think that they would be the first and foremost because, I mean, come on, they're born with it. They're the ones fiddling with it. They're the ones advancing it. They're the ones growing it, developing it. Um, I, I, I don't get why they don't see the importance of the dangers, the lack of privacy uh, on social media. And I don't see why they don't have a filter. I mean, uh, I understand that, you know, when the, when, when the Internet began, um, basically, it was a place for introverts. I mean, all the socialites and the hypocrites and the political whatnots and the media people, they all came in later. But essentially, when the Internet was newly developed, it was developed for personal and private communication. And then it expanded a little more to people just airing out all their frustrations and venting out into the deep, dark hole of a virtual world where you expect that whatever you've thrown has just gone down the rabbit hole and you know it's out there but it's not to be affecting the real world so you know there was that, that distinction which somehow doesn't apply anymore because we seem to amazingly the new generation seems to act in the same way as we did as if they're venting everything out and pouring it all out into this void where it's never going to bounce back. But um, I don't see and I don't understand why they're making that mistake. I mean, in our case, as I said, it was something that we did for a reason because that's how it was. But uh, now it's not it's not the same. Now social media is, is it it's actually practically colliding with the real physical world. So when you harm and hurt people on the Internet, you're actually you have the uh, the the power to physically harm and hurt them. Um, the etiquette of verbal abuse on on face-to-face uh, -face verbal abuse it applies again here on, and especially when this is on the record. I mean, how can you say that it's not the same? How can you say that cyberbullying is not the same as physical bullying? It is on the record bullying. I mean, when it comes to real uh, physical bullying, it's. I mean, you're lucky if you get caught on camera, and even then there can be a thousand different interpretations. And the he, sh he said, she said never ends. And you just can't pinpoint it, you know. The, the, but when it is cyberbullying, well, you darn well can. You, can. you can prove it. There's evidence. There's too much of it, actually. There's ample evidence that, that this bullying was taking place. And then you can actually get the... The person who's doing the bullying, you can get the ID of that person, no matter how much he hides it, because everything leaves a trail and everything leaves a trace. So, you know, the victim and perpetrator can actually be much more clearer, contrary to popular uh, belief uh, on social media, as opposed to in real life, as in physical, real contact life. So the fact that the generation today has no filter and no concept of filter and the fact that the thing that it doesn't apply on social media is where things have gone wrong which as i said i don't get it because they should be more savvy about it than we were um because everything is leaving a footprint everything's on the record and i i don't understand why uh the generation today is making itself so vulnerable to possible attacks 
I mean, on one hand, you're saying that they're more sensitive and they're more vulnerable. And on the other hand, they're exposing themselves in their daily lives and their daily activities to the whole world. And it's on a constant basis. I mean, it's a never-ending tension. A person like me, to be very honest, I've come to this point in life where uh, I just cannot tolerate anybody who gives me even the slightest bit of tension. I just can't. You know, I, I just... I get to a point because because we were brought up that way that we just had to keep our mouths shut and endure it so that that bad quality is still within me of enduring and you know tolerating but then when i burst i just burst and then then i go out unfiltered and i tell them exactly what i think of them uh, i don't see how or why it's okay for the generation the new generation, the young people, to expose themselves to this daily stress, this unnecessary tension. I think we have the right to live a life of unnecessary tension. And in fact, I think that is what we're all actually trying to do. We leave countries, we leave homes, we leave families to attain that peace. I mean, even it's even in the Quran, you know, where uh, in Surah Nisa, the fourth uh, chapter, uh, in there's a verse in it where God says that, you know, when the angels will come to take your souls, then they'll tell you what was wrong with you. What was your problem that you couldn't even get yourself out of that oppressive atmosphere? If you, if you, was, was God's earth too small for you? Immigrate for God's sake. You had the option of immigration. Why couldn't you leave? And then at the same time, uh, you know, the angels tell them that, in fact, instead of being rewarded for your so-called endurance, you're actually going to be asked about it. And you may even well be punished for enduring misery and oppression at somebody else's hands. And even if you tell them that we were living in the land of oppression, which means, uh, which was basically, it's in context of invaded land. But I think it, it sort of covers up all types of oppression. So... The angels would say, that is when the angels would say that why was God's earth too small for you? Was it not enough for you? Why didn't you just immigrate? Why can't you just leave? And then the next verse says, except those men and women, and except those old men and women and children who were not able to leave, in that case we would definitely try to give them a better compensation in the next world. But... Um, it kind of puts us in sort of a dilemma, right? Where we wonder which category we are in. Because on one end, we say, we have the choice. And on the other hand, let's be frank, let's be honest, we don't. We don't. Um, the Western world has really done a good job of borrowing Islamic rules and values and foundations and laws. And that's why they've developed, to be very honest. Um, if they hadn't done that, they would have remained in the dark ages. And they know that, at least their constitutionalists know that, their politicians know that, their lawmakers know that. But um, unfortunately, the countries that were colonized, they were stripped bare of their Islamic teachings and cultures, as I've uh, talked about on various occasions and in various different ways. That has led us to be... Uh, more colonial oriented in our laws and in our cultures and more uh you know pseudo colonial or should we say partially colonial and partially our own uh 
our own pagan culture, you can say, which had uh, priests, which, you know, sort of predates or postdates Islam, whether, you know, in whatever way you would like to see it. But the point is that we seem to have left those values that were so important in order to build a nation. The Islamic empire was the biggest, most developed, most peaceful empire for a reason. And that is because they follow these values, they follow these laws and these uh, moral codes and these principles. And there was always a sense of accountability and there was always, always a sense of guarding one's privacy and that nobody had the right to attack. I mean, this, you know, this law uh, uh, is, this is actually an Islamic law as well. It's taken from Islamic uh, law. Um, which the Prophet had stated. Uh, actually, the Prophet was uh, styling his hair with a, you know, a, a, a hair styling tool of, of that time, uh, similar to a comb, you can say. And uh, there was a, an acquaintance of his who sort of peeped in. And uh, when the Prophet realized it, by that time he had finished styling his hair and uh, he called on to him and he said, and he, he told him very pointedly, he's like, by God, if this thing was still in my hand, I would have poked your eyes out with it. So what he actually meant to say was that anybody who trespasses into your uh, private space, your house, or tries to peep in, and that now applies to the modern technology laws as well, because the peeping, as in, you know, the uh, peeping into somebody's house, that means either physically or virtually, you know, via camera, digitally, whichever way, as long as you're trying to cross that private space, the person whose space is being uh, attacked or crossed into, that person has the right to retaliate by physically attacking uh, the stalker or the peeper. So, well, there you are. Um, that means that it cannot be uh, declared as excessive force or unjustified uh, force. It would be ultimately self-defense and justified. So the fact that he said that I could poke your eyes out, with it, that meant that, that was, it was legitimate to even physically attack the person who was peeping. So a peeping Tom, a, a stalker who was trying to bug your house or wire your house or anybody who's trying to install secret cameras. Anyway, in any way, the encroachment of your personal space and your privacy, it's, uh, it is taken so seriously that you are allowed to physically retaliate and attack the person in Islamic law. So this, uh, I mean, the, this is how much we value uh, our privacy. It's for our own sake. It's for the sake of our, our mental peace. And so again, I, I don't understand why youth today being even more vulnerable than we were mentally as well as socially, uh, why they would put themselves uh, in that position where they are exposing themselves uh, to a world where once everything is out there, can never be retracted. I think we need to sort of educate them on on these because they obviously it's only when it's something happens to them that they realize the you know the enormity of uh, 
of the of, of such exposure so yeah the but, but the thing is that it's not just them obviously i mean it's our generation too i mean look at and, and even the old people the generation before us they're always on their phones and they're always on facebook and they're always you know just clickety clacking and you know and then they complain about the new generation i think there needs to be some balance um, the older generation doesn't have that balance either so they have no right to talk about the younger generation but there uh, as i said there are some you know some mannerisms some etiquettes that we really need to follow and as i said they're basically the same uh, and i've realized that we sort of have decided not to teach uh, the new generation the younger generation social mannerisms which is extremely important um you know politeness is extremely important uh also the ability to understand no means no is extremely important and we on one hand i think i think the problem is that the older generation is is so hypocritical they say one thing they do another you know whatever makes it life easier for them you know so they keep changing it as it goes on and they and they don't care uh, we have to care because uh when we set a rule or you know an application it should be implemented throughout you know without change that constant change that hypocrisy that is what has sort of made the younger generation more rebellious uh but i do believe that our generation is uh, as parents they're severely lacking in teaching their children manners which is extremely important it's very very important okay and these mannerisms these manners these forms of etiquette they need to be practiced on social media as well um for example i on social media everybody thinks that they can get personal uh you know dude like how in real life you cannot get personal with somebody even on social media you cannot you just can't i mean it's 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 uncouth okay you're just telling the world what kind of a person you are if you think that because you're on social media you can say anything you want you're just uncouth um and you're basically telling the others that this is who you really are i think i just said that so the point i'm trying to make is that the conversation etiquette applies because at the end of the day when you're chatting or when you're commenting you are having a written conversation it's a dialogue a dialogue is a dialogue okay whether it's verbal or it's written and the same rules apply uh you always have to agree to not agree uh in a civilized manner you should never get personal with another person uh for example you say something and i say oh yeah you know you have a point but i think this way and then you can say okay but i kind of don't uh, see it that way i'm like okay fine i mean that's the whole point we're all different from each other now do you want us all to be programmed to look alike and think alike and you know all uniformity on one side you're always crying out loud for diversity and then you want everybody to have uniformity i mean come on just choose one you know and stick with it 
What is this? That's hypocrisy to me. Similarly, there's this other etiquette uh, that I, I really don't understand how people who were born into IT and social media and, and uh, you know, smartphones and everything, how is it that they don't have that common sense? When you have your uh, earbuds or your headphones on, always leave one ear free, okay? Even if it's partial, always leave one ear free so that if somebody is calling out to you, you know, you know, and always be aware of your surroundings. It cannot be possible that every single minute of every single day, 24-7, is a good time for you to get lost into your own little world. No, it is never a good time to get lost into your own little world, except maybe when you're trying to sleep late at night. Then you know what? Go all out. I don't care. But during humane hours, where there's a possibility of socializing with somebody, even if it's necessary socialization, as in with parents or with a group of friends or with family or anything, it just can be anything. For example, right now, I'm making this podcast, right? But I have still an ear out there for in case somebody needs me, okay? And I... This is one of the reasons actually why I keep my background noises and why I try to make my podcast as natural as possible as well um, and why I don't go for uh, too much uh, filters and, and you know, uh, I don't go for a studio-like uh, quality. Uh, this is one of the reasons is that, first of all, I like it to be natural because we're having a conversation. Secondly, it's because I like to keep an ear out for the real world, you know, in case somebody's outside, maybe some, maybe the phone is ringing, maybe somebody's, you know, ringing the doorbell, maybe somebody somewhere is just, you know, going to fall down and cry. I mean, you don't know what's happening around you if you're going to get stuck in that, you know, that bubble in which you've become both blind and deaf and mute. Because this is exactly what you do become. When you block both your ears, your mind shuts down to an extent. I don't know if you people have ever realized it, but your your actual conscious mind, which is supposed to be alert to the environment, to the, the people around you and the space around you, that sort of shuts down, you know, much in the same way as when you're about to go to sleep and, you know, your brain starts shutting down your ears. I, I think many of you may have noticed it, how your ears basically get half shut that's one of the first things that your mind does, your brain, it does. Because the best way to put you to sleep is to put you out of the real world and its noises. So when you go a bit on the deaf side, you know, and when you, when you don't have to listen to all the outside noises, that's when it's easier for you to sleep, you know. So it's the same thing. When you cover your ears with your... Uh, earbuds or your plugs or your headphones then you've shut down your mind to the outside world and that in a way sort of impairs your uh, your your vision as well and you know it's because you're, you're like you're out of it so even if you're 
you you're not particularly seeing anything so because you what you what i've noticed what the new generation likes to do is they just want to close their eyes so they actually think that they can now go into a fantasy world of their own you know eyes ears mouth everything closed shut down so i think that's that is extremely rude and it's stupid it's moronic i mean why would you want to just shut down all your faculties 24/7 you're in the real world stay grounded onto the real world so don't make people scream to get your attention always keep one ear free okay to outside noises always that's a basic etiquette um similarly there's this other weird stuff that i've seen with uh with everybody now that has a phone in his hand uh i've slightly touched on it before already and that is you're all sitting together right i mean there was a time when you know when you would all sit together to have a talk you would even shut down the tv when you have guests and visitors or when you have a get together when your friends sitting together you you don't you don't turn on the tv you don't turn on anything else because anything and everything that is supposed to be a distraction can be considered rude right because you're here to talk with each other if you're going to turn on the tv you're not going to talk right but now yes now we tend to turn on the tv even then more for background noise and for stimulating conversation in case there's a lull so i get that but when you're really getting down to it you will find yourself shutting off the tv again that's a fact so why is it that you people are always on the mobile i never keep my phone with me when i am entertaining somebody or when somebody's entertaining me i don't it's in my bag and it stays there you know in fact i i even shut down you know the wifi and everything i don't even care to have the internet on the mobile uh, wifi is just off why because i'm here with somebody else this is basic courtesy that i owe that person attention because that person is giving me some of his time similarly that person owes me a bit of consideration and attention because i'm also giving up some of my time to that person so that is what socializing is but if we're just going to sit there and then constantly be on our mobile phones then we might as well just not visit each other or not sit with each other i mean what's the point you know if you if you're not there to have a conversation what why even bother so that's that's something that i find particularly rude and it's strange that the same people who complain about mobile phones are the people who are always on their mobile phones you know so i don't get that i think that one should be able to balance uh, again you know your mobile phone is a phone essentially at the end of the day it is everything but it is a phone and i don't see why you find it necessary to constantly post something or type a message or you know clickety clack here and there when you're actually supposed to be giving some of your time to somebody else right it's it's complete it's complete rudeness it always was considered rude and i don't see why it's not rude anymore in my book it's still extremely rude 
so these are the weird things people seem to do and and it's even weirder because the people the generation that's born into this technology should automatically sort of you know consider all these things and know what's root and what's not but if they don't even have that much sense then i really don't know what to say because this is common sense isn't it this is actually just common sense so i don't know i think it's basically as i said it's it's essentially a lack of consideration and a lot of narcissism and it's always listen to me and you know look at me and it's me 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 and everybody's all about it so we don't actually listen to each other properly and we don't even want to we don't even care and everybody's so busy imposing his or her own self on others and nobody wants to be imposed on it's it's just a, it's ironic is what it is and it's downright rude really to impose yourself on somebody is just downright rude and it's even worse when you call yourself a muslim and you know because in islam this this is something that it's totally unforgivable i mean this is something even the prophet was not allowed to impose himself you know if you remember god says it in the quran he says you are just here to give my message you've given my message and that's done and dusted but you're not here to force people to believe in me it's up to me now it's between me and them you have done what you came here to do leave the rest to me you know similarly when in medina uh, when all those people who had welcomed the prophet when he left mecca and he immigrated to medina all those people when they turned into muslims so there were clashes in families because then many families the kids became muslims and the parents didn't and in other families the parents became muslims and the kids didn't and the prophet immediately put an end to it he was like listen you have no right to force your kids to become muslims and you have no right to force your parents to become muslims you with all your heart have become muslims that's fine do not disrupt your human interaction and your harmony and your family you know just for that it's all in your hearts so those who have accepted islam have done so willingly and the whole point is it should be willingly so you cannot force another person to accept god or islam unwillingly it doesn't count so you know these are basic etiquettes these are these are basic mannerisms that we we seem to want to discard we seem to think they're not important but you know manners make a man it's true it really is true manners do make a man okay it makes us who we are and we really need to understand that the lack of ethics etiquette and mannerisms right now in the current generation is what is leading to a very very rapid regression and destruction of civilization we need to address it and we need to understand that it's important and it's not their fault as i said again it's it's our generation's fault as parents i'm sorry but you're lacking and the fact that uh especially in, in our country in our country there is this this really really bad habit this this culture of family exploitation and so it leads on to friends exploitation and that leads on to individual exploitation it leads on to societal exploitation and then it goes on to a national level because that's how it always starts it always starts in an individual or familial way uh 
you know, bases and then it moves on to a societal and a national one. Uh, and that is uh, the utter inconsideration and hypocrisy amongst our people, the, the selfishness, you know, the me thing. It needs to be removed because we think that we, we are, you know, being a family when we're imposing ourselves on another person. So as a family member, that person has to take care of us or, you know, but, you know, you're not. You're not. What you're doing is the exact opposite. If you really considered family, you wouldn't be burdening somebody with your problems and your responsibilities. You know, if they can help, fine. They'll help. They'll do whatever they can. If they can't, you have no right to impose it on them. And it's it's really bad. It's really getting worse because now the, there is so bad that they just pick on any one person and then they dump all their burdens. And if that person says, listen, it's not my responsibility, it's not my job, they actually insult that person and they actually you know, act as if that person is wrong and, and they are right and they are the injured victims and that person is the witch of the West. So we really need to relearn values as a society and we need to reteach it as well. So yeah, weird stuff, always weird stuff. Uh, let's see what more weird stuff comes up and hope you all have a lovely lovely day this is me signing out for the office